Serving Southeast Ohio. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H FM's. Ah, good morning out there. Just listening to that uh, flash a moment ago. 72nd year, he said. Gonna have to change that here pretty soon. As we mark our 73rd anniversary. It's the party line. It's a Wednesday. It's the radio. Good morning, folks. Welcome. And uh, Scott, good morning. Good morning. And uh, let's see here. Today is the 27th now. Yes, July. it is. And of course, the year 2022. July 27th, 2022. Today is Love, uh, I'm sorry, National Love is Kind Day. Oh. Yeah. National Scotch Day. I assume they're talking about the liquor? I would presume, yeah. yes. National Cream Brulee Day. National New Jersey Day. National Korean War Veterans Armistice Day. How about that? How about that? Salute to all Korean War veterans and all veterans, for that matter, for your service to our country. That is a Korean War veteran. Yes. I've said this, I think, recently, but doesn't wouldn't hurt to say it again. My dad was too young for World War One, And, by so-called standards, too old for World War Two. But he still tried to get active, but they convinced him not to. They said the radio stations that he was responsible for We're providing such a service that they would like him to continue managing those. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. That he was more valuable here in the States for uh, dissemination. I I, I don't know how it was done, but somehow or other, their signals could be heard overseas. And... In today's age, of course, we just say, well, it's the Internet. You know, there are yeah, satellites, stuff like that. But somehow or other, well, anyway, I just can't quite imagine what, unless they were talking about the effect of the people back home. Anyway. Yeah. Well, my guess is they may have recorded some of those programs oh. for the Armed Services Network. Maybe that's they it. Shipped them over that way. They had played them as soon as they could. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that, and I should have. All right, historical events. Um, it, we had a funny 
dated it today because when we went to look at the birthdays, they were the same ones as listed yesterday. But um, yeah. Anyway, we recognized the couple of the birthdays we mentioned yesterday sure. and thought, "Wait a minute, this doesn't look right." But the death part, I think we got right. We got two names here. Anyway, first things first. Um, historical events in 1586. Walter Raleigh brings the first tobacco <clears throat> to England from Virginia. Hmm. Um, what are you doing? Better find some birthdays here oh, for you. Okay. Um... So evidently, so t- tobacco didn't exist. It may have, but not on the scale that we see it today. Okay. Well, anyway, according to this, Walter Raleigh brings. This is the year 1586 again. Walter Raleigh brings the first tobacco to England. From Virginia. Hmm. 1689, the bi- the Battle of Kilcranky. Kilcranky. Jacobet Scottish Highlanders under Viscount Dundee defeat the Royalist force under General Mackay. You know, when we do these historical things, I'm always amazed how many of these events I haven't heard of. And, of course, history was not my strength in terms of academics, but um, still. Okay, let's see here. Let's go on. Um, 1789, the U.S. Congress establishes the Department of Foreign Affairs. That is today referred to as the State Department. 1866, transatlantic telegraph cables successfully uh, successfully in second attempt comes ashore at Hearts Content, Newfoundland, laid out by Isambard, Isambard Kingdom, Brunel's Great Eastern Steamship. So how far was this transmission of a telegraph? Well, no, this is a... No, 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 this was a cable... That was laid under seas, okay? And the cable, how long was it? 1,686 miles long. Think of that. All right. And the last thing we've got today, it says 1921. Frederick Banting and Charles Best isolate insulin at the University of Toronto. Um, 
Scott brought up on the screen here uh, because the report I normally print off doesn't have any birthdays for today. Um, he's got a list here, and it says Norman Lear, TV producer, 100 years old today. John Plachette, the actor, 80. Betty Thomas, 75. Peggy Fleming, right? The skier, um, uh, figure skater? Yes. Ice skater? Mm-hmm. Uh, 74. Let's see who else jumps up in my face here. Boy, there's a whole long list on this. Yeah, <laughs> yes, there is. Well, I'll just say I think I hit the main ones. This is a very lengthy list. And uh, in the way of famous deaths, the report did report two of those properly. One of which is somebody I actually knew. Bob Hope. Who died on this date in 2003. Born in 1903. So did he make it to 100? I mean, it looks like he did. Yes, he did. Okay. Yep. He was born in May and passed in July, so yep. he actually made it a By little a bit beyond. A month and a half. Maybe. Yeah, 100. His name his was... Re- his real name. His real name was Leslie Towns Bob Hope. Yeah. British-American comedian. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, vaudevillian, actor, singer, and dancer. Okay, this next one, uh, his picture is familiar, but his name is not. Mohammed Reza Pahlavi. He was born in 1919. He died on this date in 1980. He was the former Shah, the last Shah. Of the imperial state of Iran, mm. the Shah of Iran, from September 1941 until the overthrow in the Iranian Revolution in February of 1979. Due to his status as the last Shah of Iran, he is often referred to simply as the Shah. And uh, 1979, during that revolution, is when uh, the taking of American hostages happened. That lasted for 444 days in 1979. Right. Hey, you know, I just just saw something about Bob Hope. I did not know he was born in Great Britain. Did you know that? I think I did. Faintly, I mean, when you mentioned it earlier. Yeah, when I said I he was a myself, British American. Oh, that's right. Yeah. When I said British American comedian, I was like, I didn't know that. He was born in London and passed in uh, Toluca Lake in uh, Los Angeles, California. I always thought for some reason he was from the Cleveland area. Hmm. Yeah. Um, how much was he worth at his passing? His net worth was $150 million. 
at the time. Speaking of dollars, nobody won lottery dollars last night. Now the prize, the jackpot, is just over $1 billion, with a B, wow. dollars. So uh, our caller yesterday has probably not boarded up the house. No. And neither did I. And here we are again. We continue on. Could be, uh, well, I think I heard one of the fourth largest prize coming up in lottery history. Oh, so it has been this high before. Uh, something, yeah, a little over a billion, I think. Okay. Well. So, yeah, it's uh I've just wow. never gotten into that sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, I know that uh, nearly every filling station, convenience, convenience store and all of that, yeah. uh, I've often gone in to get something and somebody in front of me is buying a lottery ticket or something like that. Uh, I just never have really... I think I've been given two lottery tickets by, um, well, one was from Dave, uh, the Dave machine. <laughs> and the other one was from somebody else on our staff, just like a little gift. Yeah, like a stocking stuffer. Yeah. People do that a lot at Christmas time. I've gotten a few that way, but I've never really gotten into it either. But just, you know, like everybody else, when it gets the big prize, I'll I'll drop a few bucks couple dollars and get one I'm thinking what well, you know it only takes one set of numbers to win that uh, some dude brought uh, bought fifty thousand dollars worth of lottery tickets on Monday all for naught yeah 50 grand on lottery tickets amazing what we could do with 50 grand <laughs> I'd be thrilled to win that yeah that'd be cool just to win the, the prize, yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. Well, um, perhaps you've heard by now. Um, you know, the, um, the International Space Station is, um, is truly international. And what I mean by that is there are different countries that participate in it. Um, science about it and the um, participants that are aboard it. And among those, in fact, maybe we could try to look up um, what countries have participated in it or are actively, What you know what I'm trying to get at. But Russia has announced, Roscosmos, which is the Russian, uh, the name for the Russian Space Agency. They announced yesterday that they're going to pull out of the International Space Station after the year 2024. They went on to say that they would instead pivot to the development of its own orbital space station. Um, I heard that announcement yesterday. And I guess I really hadn't zeroed in on the fact that many countries share in that. 
Now, before we go any further, we do have a caller. I don't want them to get bored of waiting. So um, we'll bring them on, and then we'll finish this story. Good morning. Oh, how kind of you. I'm not bored of waiting. I can hear you on the phone as well. Sure, sure. Anyway, going back to the birthdays today, Yep. CBS News has mentioned that this is Norman Lear's 100th birthday. As did we. Did you mention that yes, already? Yes, yes, first oh. thing. Oh, sorry. That's, no, that's all right. But I do have two Joe Burrow things I want to mention. Lay it on us. You know he's getting his appendix out. Yes. And he's on the cover of Fantasy Football. And when you look him up inside the thing, the guy talks very highly of him, and he said this, this year I think Joe will be in the top five, so I don't know what fantasy football is and what top five is maybe scott knows but uh it's not in my repertoire either but scott might know and and scott was telling me yesterday that um he thinks joe's gonna have what was it 80 million 40 to 50 million per year after his contract expires this year his rookie contract runs out after this season what's he currently but I think nine, nine million a yeah, year, seven to nine, and now he would go to forty to fifty. Yeah, based on what the recent quarterback signings have been in the NFL. Most recently was uh, Kyler Murray of the Cardinals. I think he got a five-year deal at two hundred and thirty million. So, look for Joey to get comparably the same numbers. Just a kid from Southeast Ohio. Who's the new guy that's going to be receiving his passes? I think uh, that's Jamar Chase, T. Yeah, Higgins. Yeah, they see at the bottom, as if Joe's saying this. Get used to it, Joe. I mean, Jamar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was cute. But it's a excellent picture of uh, Burrow on the front of fantasy football. Uh, I saw a copy at Kroger's, but... I, I, was he wearing one of those interesting printed... Um, Shirts, just as regular uh, uniform for. Oh, well, he was in uniform. Okay. Yeah, he was in uniform. Looked great, and oh, we're all hoping for the best, aren't we? Again. Oh yes, poor uh, Joe, starting, man. It's just like one thing after another. And they're back like. in Cincinnati, practicing again, aren't they? Yeah, started. Um, no, he's not. Day. He's got a week off. Well, he recovers from that appendix. Oh, I didn't know how long it was going to be. They didn't say for sure. Well, they're saying a couple weeks. Oh, a at couple. Least. Yeah. Okay. They don't want to I would, run I him would, back in there too quick. I've always heard of appendix something very immediate. you got to have to do it right away. And they were saying, oh, it might be within the next day or so. I didn't know you could put it off. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. you can, but you're taking a big risk. Right. I mean, you okay. could, if, if you don't. Refresh my memory. What's the appendix do? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Just hangs out. Okay. Just a, it's something that they don't take out unless they need to. Well, you often hear of someone having appendicitis. Yeah, well. Stuff go, like that. Go back to the Russian saying they're going to quit our space station. Yeah. Okay, hey, thanks. Thank, thank you. Bye. Okay. Yeah, the, the appendix, um, it, according to what I'm seeing here, First line, it says, the function of the appendix is unknown. (laughs) One theory is that the appendix acts as a storehouse for good bacteria, rebooting the digestive system after diarrheal illnesses. Hmm. Most experts believe the appendix appendix is just a useless remnant from our evolutionary past. 
So, yeah, one of those things. I've had appendicitis, and it is not fun. Have you had your appendix removed? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I I mean, I had it done within 20 minutes after I was diagnosed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, the same day. But uh, 20 minutes later, I was laying on a gurney, and they were putting me under and taking over. I was like, you know, that's good. But, you know, the doctor told me, he said, well, I can take it out now, the surgeon, that is. And he said, or you can go ahead and leave here, but I guarantee you, you will be back. And if it bursts, what it does, it shoots poison all over the inside of the internal body internal digest yeah which you could obviously die from but uh he said i can do it quickly or i can let you go and i guarantee you'll be back and uh you'll be in the hospital for two to three weeks if it bursts or once it bursts or i can do it now and you'll be here for two to three days in the hospital i said i'll take the economy plan Right. So within 20 minutes, I was on the gurney. But it, yeah, I, it's I have been not um, fun. Well, shucks, what's the term for when they administer uh, anesthesia? Yeah, I have had anesthesia once. Oh, I, it's a great nap. Where <laughs> I was uh, asleep while they performed a little su- uh, surgery on me. And, um, but I understand some people don't um, handle that as well as uh, evidently you and I did. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, let's let's it's, keep going here. It's a good nap, I will say that. Very relaxing, calm. Mm-hmm. Just fade away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nighty night. Well, um,. See, we were talking about the International Space Station. Oh, yeah. The countries that participate in that are Russia, the United States, Europe, Japan, and Canada. So Europe, I don't think of as a country. Yeah, either. same here. Continent. That's yeah. more like a continent. Yeah. Oh, well. So I guess they just whoever. A bunch of them. Yeah, wants to jump in and take a ride on the space station. And there's a little more to it than well, just that. Of course. Anyway. Um, oh, here we go. Canada, Japan, the Russian Federation, the United States, 11 member states of the European Space Agency, including Belgium, Denmark, France, Germany, Italy, the Netherlands, Norway, Spain, Sweden, Switzerland, and the UK. There you go. There's Europe. Well, the International Space Station has been in orbit since 1998. And um, just the the list you just mentioned here, and then I complained about the expression Europe. Uh, They also have here U.S., Canada, Europe, and Japan. (laughs) NASA plans to continue operations of the current International Space Station through 2030 when the U.S. will switch to a private space stations. But no mention of Wyoming. <laughs> but they mentioned Europe. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, let's see here. Senate ice chips. I don't suppose they're talking about potato chips. Oh, the U.S. semiconductor industry. Now I see where they're going. Okay. A bipartisan bill to support the U.S. semiconductor industry and boost the country's economic competitiveness in high-tech sectors cleared a procedural hurdle in the Senate yesterday. What was the vote? 64 to 32. You know, you do hear that, you know, the the most jazzed-up chips or integrated circuitry is not something made in the U.S. Um, and in fact, uh, most often I think I hear of China. And these are also expensive um, pieces, components. So I, it's it's been kind of a question in my mind, why? Why hasn't someone in the U.S. you know, to undertaken the the effort to make such things? Well, right up the street here in, uh, what is it, New Albany. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> There's a, an effort there that I think they're going to try doing just that, and it's a big deal to Columbus. Intel Corporation. And they're going to build this massive plant and try to start manufacturing some of these extra um, special integrated circuits, ICs. I hope that all happens, and I hope it happens rather quickly. Yeah, this article says uh, this will be Intel's first U.S. site in 40 years. Wow. I did not know they had been there previously, but again, yeah, we always hear of outsourcing of jobs. Now, is, is Intel considered an international company? I would say so, yes. Headquartered out of? Um, that I'm not sure. Let's dig in. Okay. In the meantime, I'll go on a little farther here. It says, on top of roughly $52 billion for chip manufacturing, the bill bolsters research efforts at the National Science Foundation, the Department of Energy, and more. Intel corporate uh, corporate office, Santa Clara, California. Okay, so that's a U.S. company because they go on here to say that much of the global supply is controlled by one company, and it's the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, or TSMC, which produces more than half of the global supply and more than 90% of the most advanced chips. Yeah, we really need to 
ketchup don't work. Or mustard. Yeah. Well, Intel goes on to say it's an American company. They also have some facilities planned in Ireland and one in China. Mm-hmm. St. Louis. You visited there much? I have not. Flew there one time, was only in the airport for oh. a short period of time, then that, back that, out. That doesn't count. No. I do like St. Louis. There's some restaurants there I like. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a foodie. Yes, we um, are. And um, even though I've lost some weight recently. Um, but uh, what are we doing here? Oh, I see. Um, well, they had a record rainfall. It absolutely drenched St. Louis early yesterday. Flash floods leading to one death and displacing dozens of residents from their homes. What happened were that heavy thunderstorms stalled over a thin band of eastern Missouri, dropping over an inch of rain per hour. The rainfall sailed past the previous daily record of 6.8 inches recorded back in 1915, with over 10 inches falling in less than a half a day. Much of downtown St. Louis was temporarily closed Tuesday, including major highways and even the Gateway Arch. The deluge ended a prolonged period of drought in that metropolitan area with hard, dry surfaces unable to absorb excess precipitation. And consequently, flooding was worse than if the grounds were normal. Anyway, they're also expecting some more precipitation over the next two days. All right. See the weather up there on the screen in front of you? I'll take a look here in just a minute. I'm just double-checking to see if there's nothing else in this report that I need to share. Yeah, go ahead. Go for that. We always have things to share. Yeah, I think I can put that one away. Um, Yeah, so we have a computer screen here. Well, we have many of them. But this one particular one has the forecast, and it looks like lightning and all sorts of things on the background. Now, let's see if that's for real. That's a cool picture, anyway. It's ominous, anyway. Yes. So today, of course, is Wednesday. It's the 27th. They say it's going to get up to 83 degrees are high, 70 degrees are low. It simply says rain showers. Tomorrow, basically the same thing. One degree warmer, one degree lower in terms of our high and low. So 84 and 69. And instead of saying rain showers, it says light rain. Friday, rain showers. 80 are high, 59 are low. That's a good bit chillier at night. 
I assume they mean nighttime. Yes, overnight into... Saturday and Sunday, I will be overdue for yard mowing. I'm, I'm really ashamed of my yard right this moment. Oh, my. <clears throat> and, we but can't I'm, have that. I'm, I'm fussy about that. <laughs> uh, but I'll get it this weekend. Yeah. Saturday, 78 are high, partly sunny. Sunday, 81 and partly <clears throat> sunny. And then back to rain on Monday. So, um, so Grace, if you're listening, get that tractor warmed up. We'll, we'll have a race. <laughs> she and I are going to dinner tonight. Um, come on, stop. Okay. Sorry about my cell phone. Yeah, tonight's uh, Wednesday, Wednesday night. Where to? The Pleasant Hill. Yes. Had a nice night last night at, uh, whoops, just the same outfit. It appears to be. Come on, folks, give me a break. You know I'm on the air at 10, <laughs> nine from 9 to 10. Okay, um, <clears throat> and we went to Applebee's last night. Oh. And uh, Dale and Darla, my longtime friends, Farming people out on uh, Fisher Road. Ah, yes. And um, and Debbie Folks of Court Street Coffee, right? Cool. All right. Let's see here. Oh. Let's, Let's get into the hard news. I guess we had a little bit, but. Um, the New York Times is what I'm referring to. And their first item this morning simply is titled, Strangers on a Train. Okay, on a train ride from New York to Connecticut last fall, a colleague, Amanda Morris, and her mother were having a conversation in American Sign Language. A man sitting near them saw them signing to each other and decided to join their conversation. Like Amanda, he was a child of deaf adults who grew up using sign language at home and speaking English elsewhere. And he noticed a trait of Amanda's. She signed like somebody who was much older than she was. He began gently teasing her about it, saying she was using signs that had fallen out of fashion. In the conversation, he had gone on through, it mentioned that he had gone through a similar experience when he went through training to become an interpreter. During that training, he learned that some of his signs, ones he had learned from his parents, were out of date. The experience inspired Amanda, who is hard of hearing, to take an American Sign Language class, and she noticed the same pattern. I saw, uh, this is a quote, I saw a lot of differences between how my young deaf teacher signed and how my parents signed. 
Well, in those differences, Amanda recognized there was a story to tell. And the Times, that is, the New York Times, has just published it. The article documents the changes sweeping across American Sign Language. Many are the result of the spread of smartphones and video, which have led to a flowering of American Sign Language conversations, many of them remote. In the past, American Sign Language was changing in more face-to-face way. Now, a word can spread like wildfire on TikTok, and it never could have happened before. Um, what's that show, America's Got Talent? Yeah, that's one of them. Or the voice. I, 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 I sometimes watch that. I, if I am at home and it is on, I do find myself being drawn to it. Don't judge me. Um, but I, I think it's a good program. But I have been amazed at how many people have appeared on that show, particularly this season, who have some sort of, um, well, they they require a, a, a sign language. And they'll have an interpreter standing by so they can communicate with the judges and vice versa. I don't remember that happening too much before. I saw one girl on there that was a beautiful singer. She was hearing impaired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think she played a guitar. Yes. I want to say she was fantastic. Wasn't that on last evening? I, it may have been. Okay. Okay. Let's move on here with the New York Times. It says, From Cross to Boot. Oh, we're still talking about sign language. That's okay. An old sign for a computer, to take one example, involved a large circular motions to evoke the magnetic tapes that once stored data. A new sign combines the letter C with a small circular motion that's a throwback to the old sign. As is often the case, the new sign is more compact and less fully visible on a phone's tight video shot. Once again, we're still talking about sign language. Other changes are attempts to make ASL more inclusive and accurate. An old sign for Italy included a cross, but many Italians are now secular. A new sign traces the squiggly outline of Italy's shape famous boot, right? Yes. An old sign for bisexual seemed to imply polygamy. A new sign simply letters the B and the I. 
An old sign for diversity included a zigzag that suggested inequality. A new sign conjures colors, differences in a large group of people. Well, this is an interesting story, I think. And um, if you'd like to read more, once again, the New York Times morning uh, report. Uh, New York Times also publishes the um, daily headlines, and that's a different report. Um, what's the latest in politics? Donald Trump and Mike Pence were less than a mile apart yesterday. They are potential rivals in the 2024 presidential race. They were each giving what we would say are competing speeches to conservative audiences in Washington, D.C. I think I heard somewhere that this was Trump's first visit to Washington since leaving office. Going on, emails between Trump aides and advisors offer a look into the haphazard plan to reverse the 2020 election using fake electors. Another item, the Justice Department has directly asked witnesses in its January 6th investigation about Trump's efforts to reverse the election. So this is going on, and we'll get more and more information, I suppose, down the road. News about the economy. In a bipartisan vote, the Senate advanced a bill to bolster high-tech research and manufacturing to compete with China. This really goes back to that first story we had about the semiconductors, right? Yes. The world may soon be teetering on the edge of a global recession, the chief economist of the International Monetary Fund said. Another point, President Biden insists that the U.S. economy is not in a recession and will not enter one. I hope he's right. Who said that? President Biden. Hmm. I don't know what numbers he's looking at, but I hope he's right, too. Inflation has pushed some ice cream truck owners to the brink. In other ice cream news, the Choco Taco is being discontinued. I saw that. You ever had one of those? No, sir. Oh. Have they been available locally? Yeah. Delicious. Made by Klondike. You ever had a Klondike bar? What would you do I for a so. Klondike bar? I mean, are they on like sold out of trucks or are they sold in stores? Stores. Okay. Yeah, it's just a Choco Taco. Yeah. You know how you get the cone with the, like a drumstick? Yeah. Something like that. That's basically what it is. The the taco. But wrapped in wrapped in a taco shell. Yeah. yeah, with ice cream inside the taco and chocolate covering on top of the ice cream. 
Well, why would they drop it if it's I that great? No. Unbelievable. I saw a lady. What was it on channel? Yeah, I was on 10 TV News last night in Columbus when they were talking about that. The uh, weather girl was talking about how much she loved them and she couldn't believe they were doing away with them. So she ate one right there on on camera, on, live on camera. I want to do so right now. <laughs> they are good. Because I'm afraid I'll never get to you. Well, they said Klondike says they may bring it back at some point, but right now. Klondike makes the Chaco Taco? Yeah. Well, let's see, whatever, what other bits do we have? The EU nations, the European Union nations, reached a deal to reduce their natural gas consumption, which they hope is a move to weaken Moscow's influence over the energy market. One other blurb here, and I don't know this. Scott May, he's more on to the sports scene. Brittany Griner. Oh, yes. The WNBA star retained in Russia requested leniency. What happened? Well, she was found uh, in in one of the Russian airports trying to board with an illegal substance in her luggage. Uh Uh-oh. A cannabis oil that is illegal in Russia. I think it was a cannabis oil. She claims that she uses it for treatment of injuries and medical issues. But then again, it's illegal where she is. So, So, uh, okay, now. I think with it, well, I don't know, but just a thought that they may be using her as an example. uh, Let me ask you something. We've got about 20 seconds. Um, I have been known to occasionally do a CBD gummy. Yep. I find it helps with sleep. Would that be illegal there, too? Probably so. Okay. I don't have my clock in front of me. To in our 72nd there. year of serving Southeast Ohio, hey, we'll see you tomorrow. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H FM's. Is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez in New York. American basketball star Brittany Griner is testifying in her own defense at a courtroom near Moscow in hopes of winning her freedom. Griner was led into the courtroom with her wrists shackled, Russian security surrounding her. During her testimony, she recounted being pulled aside in Moscow after they discovered the cannabis oil in her bag. She says she wasn't given any explanation of her rights nor access to lawyers and was instructed to sign documents without knowing what they implied. Griner faces up to 10 years years in prison if convicted of transporting drugs. Stacy Lynn, CBS News. Two former Minneapolis police officers will be sentenced today in George Floyd's death. Reporter Steve Simpson with our affiliate WCCO. Jay Alexander King and Totau, along with their colleague Thomas Lane, were convicted in February in federal court in St. Paul. Lane was sentenced last week to two and a half years behind bars. Today, prosecutors are asking for more than that for Kang and Tao, but less than the 22 and a half years that Derek Chauvin received for kneeling